2008 World Champions of Baseball. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. Now entering the game for Philly Press Box Radio, Bill Furman and Jim Chet Chesko. Hey, Chet, we're here. I don't know how we're doing it, but we're here. Welcome to the Philly Press Box Radio Roundtable. We got the wrong background. We got all kinds of stuff going on technically, but we're here. Welcome to the show. Uh, this is <laughs> this is our November 2nd, 2022. Welcome to the Philly Press Box Radio Roundtable brought to you by the Irish Rover Station House in Langhorne, PA. Allstate Insurance in Westchester, PA, and the Edge of Philly Sports Network. I'm Bill Furman. I'll be your host tonight, along with our my partner, Jim Chet Chesko. Chet, I see you. Uh, we got the Raz room behind us, but we're doing the best we can. Hey, how about the Phillies playing baseball in November, leading the World Series? The magic number is two, with two more in Citizens Bank Park. The Eagles put on a clinic this week, pummeling the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Union has reached the MLS Finals. The Flyers, the Sixers, they're both playing well. What a great time to be a Philly sports fan. Yeah, you got that right, Bill. You know, I'm starting to get this feeling like, uh, you know, this could be a period that we're going to remember for a very long time. You know, we'll look back on this maybe 20 or 30 years from now and say, you know, back in the fall of 2022, the Phillies were winning a World Series. We had the Union playing for the MLS Cup. They actually won it. And uh, the Eagles were unbeaten on their way to a second Super Bowl title. Okay, I'm hopeful. But, hey, it could happen, right? It, it could happen, and why not? You know, I, I've been thinking about that today, and, uh, you know, I was thinking about 1980 when all the teams went to the to the finals. Um, you know, in 2008 was certainly exciting. 2017 was exciting with the Eagles. I don't remember it being quite like this. Yeah, well, this just kind of came out of the blue, first of all. I mean, to be honest, not everybody followed the union until the last few weeks. The Phillies, back in July, we were talking about why this team wasn't generating a whole lot of fan interest. They were getting, you know, 18, 20,000 people at most of their regular season games. And then all of a sudden, they really, you know, caught fire a bit in August. Um, they made their playoff push. And even then, it was still kind of, you know, lukewarm as far as the fans. But boy, once the actual playoffs began, the postseason, I, look what's happening down at the ballpark every single home game. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, I, I'm going to throw this out here, Chet, right right off the bat. Uh, we're going to get into all of our other stuff, but I'm going to throw this out here about the Philly fans and the Philly fans' reputation uh, that they have as not being so great. If the Philly fans have ever put on a show for the national audience, it's what they've done at Citizens Bank Park through this playoffs has been simply amazing and if anybody out there watching this World Series thinks there's something wrong with Philly fans, there's something wrong with them. Yeah, the, the fans have been amazing. And you hear all the players, you know, talking about it, how uh, influential the fans are. Even some of the opposing players say, yeah, it is kind of loud and it is tough to focus sometimes. Uh, we're hearing it from the broadcasters uh, nationally and locally that the fans are just really, really showing up and not just in numbers, but as far as making themselves heard and becoming factors in these games. Yeah, and I, I saw a, a post from someone today that said they, uh, just for fun, 
went on to through the Audacity app, I guess it's called, went to uh, listen to Houston sports this morning. Uh-huh. And uh, the, the guys down there were saying they were sick and tired of hearing about Philly fans. They're no different than anybody else. That stadium's no different than anybody else. Well, <laughs> guess what? I'll tell you what, Chet, they win tonight. Wait until you see what they do to Justin Verlander tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it is going to be wild. If they can get this win tonight and, you know, they're one win away from a World Series title. Boy, if you thought it was loud last night and it's going to be loud tonight, just wait till Thursday night for a game five. And even if they don't win tonight, Wednesday, uh, that place is going to be rocking because it will be the final absolute final home game at Citizens Bank Park for 2022. So That's I can't right. wait. Oh, I can't wait either. Well, hey, we have a couple of great guests tonight to talk about all this. Uh, we had to do a little pinch hit this afternoon. Good job by you. Glenn Wilson uh, had to get scrapped. So, uh, Chris Wheeler, uh, you were able to get up with wheels today. And uh, because of the game tonight, you got a, a quick uh, interview with him. We'll talk about you. He's excited every day. So, it doesn't. we know he will be. And we have uh, Barkan Foundation Executive Director, speaking of excited, um, diehard Eagles fan Mike Barnes will join us. And boop, Bob the Drone Jr. will join us later for our NFC East pick. So we have a full load tonight. Yeah, we do. And you know, before we get to all that, we have to sp- spend about five or seven minutes, I think it is, running political ads because we've got an election <laughs> next week. So we're going to have back-to-back oh. political ads for the next six or seven minutes. You know what, Chad? It, it will be great to have the election, no matter who wins, just to stop <laughs> the commercial after commercial after the commercial. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you it's know, one it, after another. I can't wait till next Tuesday oh, is over. You know, they could they could feed the hungry, stop hunger, if they <laughs> took all the wasted money uh, from these political ads and put it towards something constructive. I, I It just can't end soon enough. I hear you. Enough about that. That's right. Hey, well, let's talk Phillies. Uh, man, what a fun ride it's been. Uh, we're all the way here in November. Uh, red October continues, even though you tried to bump me over to November. It's still Red October. Uh, you know, Chet, what, uh, this team is just so energized, and I don't use that team a destiny thing. I don't, I don't believe in that. You, you get hot. You're playing well. You're doing the right things. You're swinging the bats, and they're going to need to continue to swing the bats tonight with Aaron Nola on the mound. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Nola did not look great the last two times out. He was terrific the two or three games before that. So there's a lot riding on his shoulders. But you know what? I think he's going to be up to the task, just like Ranger Suarez was last night. So it's going to be raucous at the ballpark. And uh, I don't know if they're going to get five home runs again, the Phillies hitters, like they did last night. Probably not, but... I'll settle for a three-to-one win or a three-two win, as long as they get the W. I don't care. Just the W. That's right. And and you know, I think t- times have changed. You know, all we need from Nola is five, maybe six. If he gets you six, fine. Uh, they've got a completely rested bullpen yep. that's ready to go and has been outstanding. Uh, I think it, you know it, it looks like, and they were going to do it last night until the Phils added some runs. Alvarado is going to be the guy that stops the bleeding. It don't matter if it's the second inning, I don't think, uh, you know, or the fifth or the sixth. He's going to be first guy up. You're going to see Dominguez. You're going to see Robertson. You're going to see Eflin, um, you know, and, and the only one that we haven't seen so far is Brad Hand. He's the only one out there, I believe, that hasn't pitched yet. I think he did make an appearance the other night in uh, the blowout. No, no, that was in the that was in the other game. Yeah. Other series, yeah. Yeah. 
But, uh, you know, I, I think uh, everybody's ready. They're locked and loaded. And, and Rob Thompson, you know, he's playing every game to win. You know, he's playing every game like it's the seventh, in, seventh game of the World Series. And knock on wood, it's worked out real well for him so far. Some kind of crazy moves, but, uh, hey, can't argue with success. Yeah, Suarez, uh, you know, started to tire just a little bit in the fifth. I thought they could leave him in there, but, uh, you know, Topper knew what he was doing, obviously. So he let him get out of the fifth inning. He got the win by doing so. And then uh, some of the deeper guys in the bullpen came on and got the job done after the Phillies added some more runs in their half of the fifth inning. So, yeah, as you said, all the, the key guys are rested and raring to go for games four and five. And, uh, you know, it's going to be exciting. Yeah, and, and the other thing, too, uh, I want to throw out here at you is, is just the total contribution from everybody. Uh, you know, Nick Castellano struggling still a little bit at the plate, making plays in the field. Um, uh, Gene Segura struggling a little bit at the plate, still solid in the field. Gene's due for a hit. Gene's due for the hit that could be a big hit for us because he's sure he's a better hitter than uh, how he's performed here during this series. But everybody else is getting in there and doing their thing, getting home runs and singles, you know, a couple hits a game out of your nine hole. That that's really special too. You know, I was gonna actually place a wager on Brandon Marsh uh, getting um, at least one RBI. I think it was in yesterday's game because he had a lot of experience. You know, going against McCullers and Houston in general from their time in the American League together, and I didn't get around to it. And then lo and behold, of course, he hits a home run. Yeah, and you know, I have a buddy that uh, actually does a fair amount of betting. Mm -hmm. And he told me uh, the same thing. He said the highest odds for a guy hitting home run last night were um, Marsh and Segura. <laughs> and he took Segura, of course, and Marsh yeah. hit the home run. And, and Bohm hit one, too. And Bohm's not really a home run hitter in the, anymore, so that was nice to see. Yeah, did you see the guy that laid the $100 bet on uh, the home runs? I think you sent me that, didn't you? I, I might have. He, he laid $100 on Hooper, Schwarber, Hoskins, and March. And what did he win? $100,000 payout on his $100 bill. That's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> it might make, make it there. Off. That's right. So, hey, uh, move, move it on to game five. Um, win or lose. Uh, it could be Noah Syndergaard. Um, it maybe could be Zach Wheeler. Uh, who do you like in this spot? Well, the plan is Syndergaard, and I think that is the appropriate move because Wheeler has not looked quite himself lately. So I think giving him what will actually be two extra days off because of the built-in day off on Friday, uh, I think it makes the right makes the right amount of sense to push Wheeler to Saturday. So. Uh, I like that move, and especially if they win tonight. If you're up three to one, then you got Syndergaard and whomever in game five and a more rested Wheeler in game six. So I'm in favor of this move. All right. Hey, so tell us, you had a chance to sit down with Wheels. You got a quick substitution from him. We certainly appreciate him pinch hitting. Uh, tell us how that went, and uh, I I'm knowing that Wheels is fired up. Yeah, Wheels was at the ballpark last night, and he was more than happy to talk about it. So uh, always great to talk to Wheels. We had him on, I think, beginning of August, and uh, he's back with us again and giving us some insight into 
the Phillies Astros World Series. So let's see if I can figure out how to actually play this interview now. Let's- An exciting time for Phillies baseball fans enjoying this World Series run. And heck, for ex-Phillies broadcasters too, like this guy. He was at the ballpark Tuesday night. It is Chris Wheeler. And Wheels, I got to ask you, you were there, as I said, for Game 3. What was the atmosphere at Citizens Bank Park? It was amazing, uh, Chet. You know, I've been hearing about what it's been like down there, you know, when the the, uh, Braves were there and the Padres were there and how how crazy it is. And I think it's because people are so surprised and they're just enjoying this so much more. You know, back then we'd we'd started to get good and, and, you know, they kind of expected us to probably win and even beat the Rays in the World Series that year and all. Well, this year, you know, Houston's obviously on paper a much better team, so... I think the anticipation is the fans can do something to try and even the even the scales a little bit, and it was uh, it was really loud. It was <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I don't remember ever hearing anything quite like that in that ballpark before. It quickly turned into something of a home run derby that only yeah. the Phillies players were participating in. Uh, you know, we kind of got the word that they were figuring out what McCullers was doing on the mound, whether it was going to be a sinker, curveball, fastball, or what. Uh, is that what your understanding is? Well, I heard that, and I don't know. I'm always skeptical of that sort of stuff. You know, I think more now more than anything, they have all these analytics, and they know what guys throw, what you know, what counts they throw in, what to look for stuff. Now, it's it normally if a guy's tipping, he does something with his glove. You know, he flares it or does those kind of things. So if they were picking something up, more more power to them. But he did shut them down for two innings, and then they started hitting homers again. So. Did they pick it up? Did they lose it? Did they pick? I don't know. It, it sounds it sounds a little bit too involved for me. I think I think that the McCullers were just hanging a lot of breaking stuff last night, and they were look. He doesn't throw a whole lot of fastballs, even though he has a great sinker. He doesn't throw them. He throws a lot of changeups, curveballs, uh, uh, sliders, um, and he was and that's what he was doing again last night. And he left some up in the in the zone, and and, when it, and you know it's November, but it's hot. The ball was flying down there last night off our bats because our pitching did a pretty good job with their with their lineup. But man, it'll be the same thing down there tonight and tomorrow. And uh, you know, you have to hope Nola can can pitch like Nola tonight because Houston. You get, you have to think they come into this game tonight knowing we have to win this game tonight. Uh, Phillies need to win it too because they really don't want to go back to Houston or go back there, you know, and have to win two games, let alone one. So I think tonight is pretty pivotal. Philly scored seven last night. They're averaging seven runs a game in the six home games. They haven't lost yet. We've heard you know, so many players say the crowd really does make a difference. Can a crowd influence a game that much? You know, I never thought it did in a baseball game until uh, we got good back in, in 08. I, I remember the vet being really loud and everything, but I don't remember it being intimidating the way it is right now. Maybe it's because the stands are closer to the players than they were at the vet. But, yeah, I, I think there's definitely a home field advantage as far as the noise goes. Now, the opposition will tell you the way to stop that is to is to is for them to do something, and then you get the crowd out of the game. You get them nervous sitting on their hands. I, I told somebody I was sitting with last night, it may have sounded crazy, but I thought one of the biggest plays of the whole game was Castellanos on the first pitch of the game made that play and got Altuve out as opposed to, you know, all of a sudden the air go out of the balloon on the first pitch. They have a base runner, and Suarez is pitching out of the stretch. Next thing you know, two pitches, two outs, and he's you know he sailed through that first inning with eight or nine pitches. So I really thought that was a big play to keep the crowd in the game. And then of course Harper comes out and hits a moonshot uh, in the first inning, and it just—I yeah, mean, it was—they were off and running as far as the, as the noise went and the ball club went. 
Well, you mentioned Harper. You've been around baseball, you know, 50, 60 years, Wheels. I'm sure you watched lots of postseason baseball during that time. What's your take on what Bryce Harper's been doing these last few weeks? Oh, he's really good. I, you know, especially for a guy that was struggling so much when he came back off the broken thumb. He he really – I went to a game or two near the end of the, in September, and I happened to be lucky enough to sit down in the diamond seats down there, and I was – he was chasing high fastballs, um, and you know he just couldn't get to them. It was like he just couldn't figure out his timing. He was and he was cheating a little bit to try and get to everything. And he'd foul off a pitch once in a while that he might hit, and he had that look on his face that they, those guys get like, "Oh man, what am I doing?" Uh, and then all of a sudden the light came on in the playoffs, and he's just hot right now. And um, you know, they keep pitching to him. Um, you know, Castellanos, for as much as we want him to do things, really has not been much of a threat out at five holes, especially long balls, even though he has been in the past. So, uh, you know, Harper still continues to get pitches to hit. A lot of the other parts of the lineup, you know, Schwarber's ridiculous. That thing he had off the center field wall last night was another moonshot. Uh, it was amazing to watch the, the, the trajectory of it from where we were sitting up in the club level. Um, but Bryce Harper, you know, he, look, he's one of the best players in the game. He has been since the day he put on a major league uniform. And uh, right now he's he's on the biggest stage that he's never been, been able to achieve before, and he's making the most of it. Sure is. Well, this has certainly been quite a story. The 2022 Phillies, they were 21 and 29 on June 1st that they had a managerial change. They snagged the third wild card spot the final week of the season. Now, here we are a month later, having knocked off the Cardinals, Braves, and Padres. The Phillies are in the World Series and two wins away from another parade. Is this one of those team of destiny things, do you think? I don't know. I still think Houston is so good that I don't want to go there with that. Uh, you know, they have so many ways to beat you. Uh, this kid they're pitching tonight. From what I understand, I saw him on TV a couple of times, and he he can rush it up there. He's just the opposite of McCullers. He's gonna he's gonna come after the hitters, and I think what he tries to do is go as hard as he can. And you say, oh, you get him out of there, yeah, but you get him out of there, and it's no picnic because they bring in guys that throw just like he does, hard with hard breaking balls and changeups and all that. So uh, I think he'll be up for the task tonight. I really do now. Maybe this crowd will get to him a little bit. And we have to hope that Nola goes back to where Nola was. Uh, you know, the last couple of starts, he struggled a little bit with his command. You'll know right away with him, I always think I know, because you'll see that fastball of his. It'll tail back on the outside corner on right-handed hitters, and on left-handed hitters, they'll throw it at their hip, and it'll, it'll, it'll uh, tail toward the inside corner. Uh, and then when he's controlling his fastball that way, then his other stuff is devastating. He can get you out big time because he can get ahead with his fastball. So that's what I always look for early uh, in him, and we'll see tonight. And a lot of times it comes down to the home plate umpire, too, whether they're calling that stuff. And then we have the bullpen. And, you know, in both 2020 and 2021, when we talked about the Phil's relievers, we had to use the term historically bad. Well, they've been terrific. <laughs> they've been terrific most of the postseason. In fact, they haven't given up a single run over the first three games of the series, 12 and two-thirds innings. What the heck's happened to these guys? Yeah, last night, you know, if you thought you'd be pitching in a World Series game with Gibson and Nelson and Bellotti and those kind of guys, you said, give me a break. And, you know, I, I think Houston kind of had their tails between their legs at that point. And they, you know, to their credit, those guys were able to come in and get those outs and they were able to save Alvarado and then Dominguez. And even though I, I, I saw Sir Anthony throwing out there a little bit, I, I, you know, I get the feeling that Rob Thompson was not going to let the Astros get excited and get an inning and he was going to use them if he had to. Um, 
But, yeah, it is better. I mean, David Robertson is still a guy that can come in and do some things, even though he's not the guy that he was before when he was with the Yankees. And, of course, uh, Zach Eflin's done a good job, too, later in games where he can come in, throw ground balls, and get outs that way. Um, and you're not, you know, you're not putting your hands over your eyes every time a ground ball is hit to the left side right now, too, because those two guys are playing a lot better, Stott and, Stott and, uh, and uh, Bohm, in catching the ground ball. So, yeah, they, they like to think that the, the, their bullpen right now is, you know, is one of the things that can help them win. And um, they rested them. I mean, you know, they haven't pitched for a while. So tonight, you know, everybody's available. It's all hands on deck if you need them tonight. And Dusty did the same thing with his bullpen last night. You know, they're criticizing him for not bringing in one of his bigger arms when McCullers was struggling. But as I said, he went out there and he dominated for two innings. And then all of a sudden in the fifth inning, he went boom, boom, before you knew it. And it was 7 nothing. And it was too late. So, uh, you know, both of these starters tonight, you want our guy to go longer than their guy. But it's not a, it's not a big advantage when they get a starter knocked out. And they can go to the guys in their bullpen. They get a lot of people. They can get people out. Well, Wheels, um, I know you're not big on predictions, but any gut feeling how this is all going to turn out? Look, Chad, I'm the wrong one to ask because <laughs> I didn't think we'd beat the Cardinals. Uh, you know, I, I really didn't. I, I, the way they staggered into the postseason uh, with that series in Chicago getting swept and then going to Washington, but losing one of the games 12-1 to uh, and then having to, having to go to the final three games of the Houston Astros. And then and we got lucky when Milwaukee blew a couple games late because they didn't have Ader anymore. Yeah. And they, they blew those. And now we only had to beat Houston one. Well, only one. <laughs> that was one of those things I'm thinking, well, Let's get it over with now. And Nola did get it over with on that Monday. But, no, I, I saw none of this coming, and I'm sitting back like every fan in this area and going and just enjoying it. Uh, I'm not a very good fan. i got to admit, I was so used to being engaged, doing something in every game of my life, and I am very, very nervous and itchy, and I don't enjoy this part of it. But uh, <laughs> I certainly am enjoying the results. Well, yeah, we're all hoping for, uh, you know, lots of pleasantness over the next few days in terms of our Phillies. Chris, thanks for doing this. We'll talk to you again. My pleasure, Chet. Yeah, I hope I can talk to Hockey and say somehow this team won the World Series and a World Champions again. That would be good stuff from Wheels, as always. Uh, you know, Chet, it's funny. We've talked to him over the years. I don't even know how many times. Uh, but... He's settling more and more in as a fan. He's just like us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Wheels is definitely a fan nowadays. And uh, glad to see he got to the ballpark. He said he'll probably be there again tomorrow night, taking tonight off. So hopefully he'll be there for a clincher Thursday night. We'll get back to that. But, hey, first, let's uh, let's put out a thank you to our sponsors, Chet, because you know you've been in the house every night watching the World Series and you're going to watch some Eagles, so you're getting more time on your couch than you are in your car. It's time for you to start saving with all states pay as you go auto insurance. Well, Bill, my man cave couch has been a frequent spot for me lately with all the Philly sports to watch. But uh, yeah, all states pay as you go auto insurance puts you in control. You only pay for the miles you drive with the same full coverage that a traditional policy offers. Pay per mile insurance gives customers greater control of their insurance costs. See how much you can save with pay per mile car insurance by calling your local agent in Westchester, Pennsylvania. It is Dave Lavoy. Call Dave at 610-430-0700. Once again, 610-430-0700. And start to save more now that you are driving less.
That's right. Well, hey, uh, speaking of driving, it's time to get out uh, at some point and go to the Iris Rover Station House. What's going on over there for the rest of the week with all these ball games? Well, not sure if you noticed, Bill, but I did pop in there on Saturday evening for a couple of beers. I caught the beginning of World Series Game 2 there. Uh, the Irish Rover, of course, has all of the Phil's Astros games on their many TVs. So go there, cheer on the Phil's, enjoy drink specials, and have fun with your fellow Phillies fans. Plus, tonight, Wednesday, if you're watching us live, you can uh, take a non-perishable food item for next week's Preston and Steve Campout for Hunger event. Thursday night, there's a Yards Keep the Pint Night event. You know I'll be there for that. I love those pint giveaways. And, of course, there are always... Killer Burger Thursdays. Yeah, Killer Burgers and dinner specials Thursday through Sunday. Take a look at this week's specials on the screen. Yummy. And, of course, if you're a beer lover like me, remember there are always 24 beers on tap and drink specials during all Eagles games. I guess they'll have the Eagles and Phillies on on Thursday night. The Irish Rover Station House is on Bellevue Avenue in Langhorn. The website, irishroverstationhouse.com. Where's that Merrill Reese when we need him? Oh, here he is. Hi, football fans. This is Merrill Reese, and you're listening to Bill and Chet on Philly Press Box Radio. It's good! Hey, Chet, I have to ask you... um because I'm having technical difficulties down here for one reason or another. Did uh, did your Irish Rover Station House thing actually show up on the screen? Because all I could see was your face. <laughs> that is fun. Yeah, you are having technical difficulties. I have two different screens here, and they were on both screens. Thankfully, not my face. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I got the bad luck. Yeah, hey, sorry, I, want, I, want, I wanted to say to you, uh, Philly's organization doing a heck of a job here, Chet. They, they're inviting back. All these former players. What about Mike Schmidt, Dr. J, Bernie Perrant, Brandon Graham throwing out first pitches to Ryan Howard, Shane Victorino, Cole Hamels, Jason Worth. They're all up in the box. Rumor, Chet. I had to go in the archives for this. Uh, but there's a rumor out there that the, that the Blues are coming out. Yeah, tomorrow night. The Blues are coming out. I've had this thing forever. This is a 1977 gamer the big question is does it still fit you bill it does but i didn't wear it in 1977 it's a billy demars a billy demars gamer from 1977 you may be the only person in the world well you know when you uh have a chance to get a jersey you get it and uh i've had that thing for years and years had it put away and had to go get it for tonight's uh show so tomorrow night they'll be wearing it and yes i did try it on and yes i can wear it zipped up i can wear it nice well yeah during the season they wore the powder blues on thursdays for home games so the things got rescheduled so they said what the heck let's keep it going through the world series and uh, i'm sure they'll be fine because they're just playing great at home no matter what jersey they're wearing yeah what do you think about uh, are you surprised that the phillies are doing what they're doing inviting all these players back and and making it making everybody feel important here, and, uh, and of course, every time you bring these names out and put them on the on the field, the crowd goes crazy. Bedlam at the bank, as they say, Chet. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. And tonight they have Chase Utley and J Roll throwing out the first balls in uh, just a couple of minutes, probably. So uh, I love it. I think it's great. 
Yeah, I'm wondering where that Steve Carlton is. Surely he has to make an appearance as long as he's healthy enough to do it. I don't know that yeah. he's not. I, I haven't heard anything, but game five could be a perfect opportunity for uh, lefty. That's what I was thinking. All right. Anything else, Phillies, you want to throw out you got on your mind? No, we Besides got another W's? guest waiting to come on. Do you want to talk about the EOP lineup? you want to go to the guest? What do you want to I do? I do. Bill? Let's go ahead and hit the EOP lineup right quick. Uh, and thank all of our shows at the Edge of Philly Sports Network. As, as we've been telling you, wall-to-wall coverage, even more with the World Series. Uh, pre-game, post-game, Eagles pre-game, post-game, continue to grow. Check out all the action, www.eopsports.com, as well as Edge of Philly Sports on YouTube. You can also find our show on Philly Press Box Radio YouTube as well. Help us out. Hit those subscribe, follow, and like buttons. And I'm going to assume that you can see the graphic because I can't. So check all those videos. Yeah, we are all good. Uh, don't worry about it, Bill. We got the graphics, so we're good. All right. Well, we let's get- move on. Let's get to our next guest. Let's welcome Barcamp Foundation Executive Director, diehard Eagles fan, Mike Barnes, back to Philly Press Box Radio. Mike, welcome back. It's been a while, and I know you are fired up. Now, hold on. Now, now Mike just disappeared. So, <laughs> just as you said that, here's what happens. I go to Mike, and I get uh, nothing. So, Mike, please reconnect. He was sitting there waiting patiently for the last four or five minutes, and now oh, he's gone. So, Mike, I can't please, see him either. <laughs> yeah, I know. But that's what I'm seeing on my screen is now a little spinny circle and darkness. So we will come back to my. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing that. Yeah, I'm seeing that as well. Hey, while, while we're waiting on Mike to connect yet, let's talk about the Eagles. We'll get started with that. We'll catch back up with Mike. Uh, I tell you what, I told you I told you last couple of weeks that I was uh, not overly impressed. They continue to win. This Sunday against the Pittsburgh Steelers was a flat-out butt-kicking from the, right from the start. Yeah, it was pretty exciting. Uh, there was no doubt about it. And this guy was there. I'm going to bring him on now and see if he's actually there. He is there. It is Mike Barnes. How you doing, Mike? Hey, guys. I'm so sorry. I got um, booted off the computer with the, um, the link, so I'm on my phone now. Very sorry about that. It's all good, Mike. Right. Uh, you missed the grand opening I gave you, Mike. What did what, what, what did you say, Bill? I need to hear all, it again. All good it's things. Barkhead Foundation Executive Director, diehard Eagles fan, Mike uh, back at Philly Press Fox Radio. What a time it is right now, guys. And I just want, first and foremost, I'd like to say congratulations to you both for putting together a terrific forum, a, a platform, and the guests that you guys have brought on over the years is extraordinary. So I've really admired you guys. I'm a dad. I'm in dad mode, so I'm running the kids all the time. But I see your guests, and, and I see a lot of the content that you're speaking about, and I think it's, it's a very special thing. And what you're doing is a true reflection of what's great about Philadelphia sports. So congratulate, congratulations, Chet and Bill. Great job. Well, Appreciate Mike, you guys uh, at the Barkan Foundation know about great guests because you have events. You've been doing them for the last 10 years. You're celebrating your 10th anniversary over the next few weeks and months. And you always have, you know, Philly athletes and former athletes involved helping you out. We're going to talk about that in just a bit. But first of all, sure. Mike, tell me about what your excitement level is right now for this 2022 Eagles football team. I'm very excited. So I went into the season, my biggest concern was not Jalen Hurts. My biggest concern was Nick Sirianni and Gannon. And for me, they've passed all the tests. 
I think schematically the way they're doing things, it's um, it's extraordinary. I, we, what game have we played where we've been tested in all four quarters? I think you look at Detroit in game one, you kind of throw that out because you're coming out of the offseason, but they've really controlled from the gate in the first quarter on against these teams. Now, the schedule's light, so um, they really haven't been tested. Dallas at home, I, I think they took that game over early. Um, but for me, this Eagles team all starts and begins with the offensive line and Jeff Statlin. To me, that's where it all begins. And I, I think the Eagles offensively with the offensive line can beat you in various ways, much like Dallas with that, you know, three-headed monster with Emmett Smith, Moose Johnson, Aikman, the receivers, Irvin. And then I hate to say it, you know, but I think we have that kind of, you know, it's hard to, to have a complete team in 2022 with free agency and, and that kind of thing. But I think the Eagles are as complete right now as you can possibly be, especially in the NFC. Um, yeah. So right now, my excitement level is is big time. To me, it would be a disappointment if we don't go to the Super Bowl. I just don't see anybody in the NFC that has the talent and the ways that to win that the Eagles do uh, as currently constructed. And who knows if Howie will make another deal yeah. like we did in 2017. Hey, Mike, I started this season at 12-5 and five, was my prediction. Uh, I upped it to 15 and two before the butt kicking they gave the Steelers this week. Sure. Uh, and only be, well, I, the Eagles are playing really good. And, and I, I keep saying to Chad, I've been a little bit unimpressed with them. You know, they're still, they were six and oh, I, you know, I kept saying there's, there's more to this. Well, they showed it this week sure. uh, against the Steelers, but I think uh, the NFC is, is weak. Uh, that Green Bay game is not going to be a big game, I no. don't think. The Indianapolis game is not going to be a big game now. Um, it's the Tennessee game and the Dallas games are the two that I that I have circled that could be could be a little bit tough. Um, and so what? It's about winning in the playoffs. But I'm at 15 and two. I I think th that's very generous. I, I I don't see where that's a problem. I, I mean, when you look at that schedule. I mean, they're going to be favored in just about every one of those games with the exception maybe being Dallas. Um, but the way they're playing offensively, defensively, I, I don't think they've played their best football yet, which is very scary, with like what you've alluded to, Bill. I don't think they've played four quarters yet. Um, but for me, A.J. Brown, I didn't know how good he was when we got him the night of the draft. Um, the separation that he gets – the strength that he has, the way he runs his routes, and you're posting Jalen Hurts and, and A.J. Brown right now. I think A.J. Brown makes the, the Eagles' offense so much better, and they're a complete offense, and every week they have somebody else that can beat you. One week it's Miles Sanders. Next week it's Devontae Smith. But I think ultimately when you look at it, it, it's, it starts with the offensive line and A.J. Brown the addition of A.J. Brown, and let's give credit to Howie Roseman. We, we've beat him up over the last couple of years, and I'm going to say deservedly so. I don't like the way that Super Bowl team was broken up at all, and I think he gets a lot of the blame for it, but I also think it came from above him. And credit to Jeffrey, I think he took another step back, and he brought Howie back into the forefront, and I think the moves that they've made have been extraordinary. 
And Jalen Hurts, I, I have to tell you, I've been his biggest critic. He's playing very, very good football. You know, so, but Bill, you nailed it. They haven't played their best football yet, and that's scary. Yeah. They have not played four quarters of football yet. Well, Mike, it's uh, going to be an exciting second half of the season. We're not at the midway point for the Eagles. They played, what, seven games now, so still 10 to go. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking at 15 or 16 wins, too, the way things are looking right now. But let's shift gears and talk about what you have going on at the Barkan Family Healing Hearts Foundation. Hard to believe, but uh, that's been around for 10 years now. You've been there the whole time, and you've been on a roll of late with fundraising events, including sending a bunch of people to the postseason and now World Series games at Citizens Bank Park. What a response you're getting from your supporters. It's been terrific, has it not? And that's, Jim, you hit the nail on the head. I always call you Jim, but Chet, you hit the nail on the head. It's it's all about our supporters, and that's the way it's been since day one. Uh, We're a family. Uh, we're a Healing Hearts family, and the cool thing when the when the teams are doing well, fundraising and the foundation does even better. And I just want to let your viewers and listeners know we ran five donation campaigns since the World Series began last week. We've raised over fifty thousand dollars on Phillies tickets in the last seven days, and that's a credit to our to our amazing supporters. But I like to come back to you and Bill and say. You know, you've been with us since day one. And for me, if you're going to have any kind of success and celebrate milestones, you better have a lot of great people along, uh, you know, along the journey. And you guys have been there every step of the way for us, always speaking about us, talking about our events, having me on, which I don't know that I qualify to be with all the great guests that you have. Um, maybe with the partying scene, maybe we'd go there. But um, but you guys are special. And that to me is what the foundation is predicated on. It's about people. And we've given a lot of money to families, but I think most importantly, we've given hope in times of despair. And I think there's nothing greater that you can give, especially somebody who's a stranger in their time of need is hope. So thank you for allowing us to be a part of, of your show and in your platform. And uh, you've helped us in a big way. So, but let's go Philly. I mean, we're talking about, I got to tell you, I am not the biggest baseball fan. I grew up on it, went to the vet. I live there, but what this Phillies team is doing is extraordinary and it's fun. And we needed this in Philadelphia and let's go Phillies. Yeah. Hey Mike, have you ever, uh, we were talking about this early in the show. Uh, do you ever remember a time where everybody was on board? All the different teams were on board Fletcher Cox is sitting in the stands in a Phillies jersey. The Flyers are wearing Phillies jerseys to New York. Joel Embiid's at the game. Uh, do you ever remember this happening like this in, in all the you know the years that we have had good teams? So for me, I always look back to 80 and 83. I know we had a lot of success. I was just born in 78 and then 83. I don't remember. 2008, I think, was all about the Phillies. You still have that Joe Banner mindset with the Eagles. And I think there's still a little bit of a competition uh, between the Eagles and Philly. So the Phillies really took over the city, but no bill to answer your question. I think we saw a glimpse of it the year the Eagles went to the Super Bowl with all the teams. Um, You know, Embiid was there. You you had guys like Mike Trout at the Super Bowl, but right now I've never seen anything like this. And I think it's what the city needed. Um, We needed this shot in the arm and I'm glad if there's one thing I'll say about the Phillies and I've, I've gotten to work with them in my career 
they're the closest thing as a family that you will find in professional sports. Um, and I think that all goes back to Bill Giles and, and especially David Montgomery, Rolly Carpenter. They are still a family. A lot of the same people work there. And I'm just really thrilled for the Phillies organization. Fantastic. Let's go. Yeah. I want to see them do this. Mike, last thing. For First of yeah. all, for people who don't know, the Barkan Healing Hearts Foundation includes a couple of uh, folks whose last name happens to be Barkan. That is Michael and Ellen. We all know yeah. Michael from NBC Sports Philly. Um, and coming up real soon, the foundation has a huge 10th anniversary celebration. It is November 12th. Is that officially sold out? And if so, can people still make donations and anything else on the schedule we should know about? The event is almost sold out. It's at uh, Dr. Rajan's house in Yardley. Jim, if you can make it, you're invited. Um, but you can make a donation, thebarcanfoundation.org. And I'm really excited to announce tonight that our Holiday Hearts program has kicked off. And I really encourage everybody to take a look at the families that we're supporting this holiday season. They're, they really need our support. We provide gift cards and monetary uh, donations to each of the families. We used to do toys, but... Because COVID um, precautions are still in place, we're not able to deliver. So what we do is we do gift cards and, and monetary donations to each of these families. And it goes directly to them. They're all local. And quite frankly, they're destitute. So um, we couldn't do this without people like you and Bill. Um, you guys are amazing people. But I think ultimately that's what Philadelphia sports is all about. It's about people. And we've always come together. And that's what I love about it. Um, so it's, it's a really special thing. It's a special time. I'll never forget this. You know, being able to see $50,000 raised in a week is a pretty, pretty special thing. And it happened because the Phillies team got hot. Hmm. We when I, Look at them against the Cubs in August, in September. Right. Did you ever think you would be sitting here? We're talking about game four of the World Series. In November. In November, <laughs> yeah. and the weather is gorgeous. Right, yes. right. Well, hey, hey, Mike, before we let you go, uh, sure. can you let everyone know where they can follow you, where they can contribute, where you know what all you have going on with that? Sure. So please check us out at thebarcanfoundation.org. It's the barcan is spelled B-A-R-K-A-N-N foundation.org. Um, we love to get you involved. Uh, I'm I'm the only employee of the foundation, um, the executive director, but we are a family. And if you haven't been to one of our events or haven't supported us in the past, we'd love to welcome you into our family. And um, Michael and Alan have created something here that for 10 years has brought a lot of good people together. And uh, we've done a lot of good, but we've also had a lot of fun. And um, thanks, guys. Your support means the world to us. Thank you, Mike. All right, Mike. Appreciate it. Go Phillies. Go Birds. Go Go Union. Yes, go Union. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mike, I'll see you later. Thanks for stopping by, We'll see you guys later. Let's go. All right. All right. Hey, Chet, good stuff. Uh, Hey, let's get right to it. Uh, Let's welcome our man from Boop Stats. Is Bob here? Bob is there here. Is live from Splits Bar and Grill to oh, make yeah. this week's picks, provide some week nine better tidbits, and maybe even some Phillies talk. Boop, good to see you. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? Awesome. Fantastic. How's everything at Splits tonight, Boop? 
I don't know. My beer's in the inside. I'm outside, so let's hurry and get this stuff over with. <laughs> I hear you. We're not letting you off that. You got any tidbits for us for the Phillies before we get started? Uh, no, not really, except that um, if they, they have five home runs again, I'm going to have to go out and get myself a bigger piggy bank. Um, <laughs> we had uh, quite a few parlays uh, with the uh, Phillies home run hitters last night. And let's just say the people at the bar, as well as the bartender, were very excited about that um, after it happened. So let's just see if we can do that again. I said to Chet, did you see the guy that bet the $100 and picked all five of them and won 100000 I did not see that. Wow, that's great. I got to check that out. Nice he, job. His payout was $100,100 on his $100 bet. Picked all true. five. I'd like to see which place that was at, because some of the bets I was making – yesterday afternoon the odds were so high it wouldn't qualify um so but thankfully i you know I, I hit what i hit so you know by the way my wife asked we didn't hit we did <laughs> <laughs> i hear you boop oh all right well let's get the football so we can get to the start of the game and get boop back to his cold beer we don't want that to happen Jack, yeah now we don't how did we do last week what are the season standings after eight weeks well, guys, I was the only one who managed to pick those Washington Commanders to knock off the Colts down in Indy. Okay, I got lucky. That allowed me to extend my lead over both of you guys. I was three and two. You were both two and three. So I'm now 21 and 13, two full games up on you, Bill, and five up on the booster. Sorry, dude. Yeah. Wow. That's a, that's a Boop, first we got problem. We, we have time. <laughs> All right, so we had to add a few games this week because the Cowboys and Giants are both off with their bye week. So here we go, week nine. The Rams at Tampa Bay. The Bucks are minus three. Both teams are struggling. Who do you like? Yeah, it's the eighth time in the last 20 years that the two most recent Super Bowl champions have met. Uh, seven of the la- six of the last seven times, it's the most recent champ that wins. So I'm going Los Angeles. Whoa, how about that? You know what? Tom Brady has not been great. The Bucks have not been great, but they can't be awful again this week. They're at home. <laughs> Bucks are going to beat the Rams this weekend. Yeah, I'm going to take the Bucks too for the same reason. Oh, I think uh, maybe maybe uh, Brady's problems or situation is behind him now that it's official, and maybe he gets back to business. Uh, I don't believe he just turned into a bad football player this year. That, that doesn't happen that way. I'm going – Tampa Bay. Okay. I just made up All a right. game right? just like that. That's great. Yeah, there baby. We'll see. Seattle and Arizona Cardinals minus two. Wait, Seattle's forced two turnovers seven times in eight games this year. Arizona had three t- turnovers last week. You can't keep the ball. You can't win the game. Seattle. I'm with Boop on this one. I, I was actually surprised to see them not favored. I'm also taking the Seahawks on the road. Yeah, and I and I hate to say, but that's who I had circled as well. And uh, for some reason, Geno Smith started got to start getting a little bit of attention. He's playing pretty good ball out yeah. there. I'm going Seattle as well. Minnesota at Washington, Vikings only minus three and a half. Boop. Well, who knows? Yeah, Kevin O'Connell can become the fifth head coach since 2000 to win seven of his first eight games, and he's gonna. We're going Minnesota. Yeah, that's another one where I'm surprised the line is what it is. Only three and a half. I think the Vikings are going to cover that easily. I know it's on the road, but I'm taking Minnesota by at least a touchdown. Yeah, I'm taking Minnesota big in this game. I watched that Washington-Indianapolis game. Washington was horrible. Indiana Indianapolis just fumbled twice. 
the only reason they won that game. They're they're no good. I'll go Minnesota there too as well. And that gets us to our Thursday night football. Eagles visits the Texans in Houston. 14 points, boo. Well, we got a, 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 a quick betting tip we'll give you later regarding the 14 points. But as far as who's going to win, I want to keep saying one of these games is going to be a trap game for the Eagles, but there's no other end of it that makes it a trap game. There's no big game. There's no big rivalry for six weeks. They're playing three straight last place teams. So it can't be a trap game if there's no end of the trap. So the Eagles are going to win, and I got a, a, a 28-16 score that – I'll give you a reason why my score is that in a couple minutes. Ah, so you're taking Houston to cover. Okay. I am not. I think the Eagles will coast with this one, even though, you know, they may be overconfident. I think they win it easily. I'm taking the Eagles 31 to 14. Yeah, I'm taking the Eagles by as much as they want to win by. I I don't think, uh, I, I don't think Texans, the Texans have anything for them at all. So, hey, Boop, I want to ask you before, Before we get to your betting tidbit here for us in week nine, uh, how good were the Eagles on Sunday? You know, they were so good that they couldn't even beat themselves. Uh, you know, the other team wasn't doing much. Um, I kept waiting for them to have a turnover or do something that, you know, a bad penalty that was going to cost them and give the other team life. They have two turnovers in seven games. That's the second least amount in the NFL history to only the 2017 Chiefs who had won. And like I said earlier, if you don't turn the ball over, you're going to win a lot of games. Absolutely. They were they were good. They were yeah. good. So I don't what's know where our, their weaknesses. What, what's that? I don't know where their weakness is right now. They no, always seem to the, click on everything. No, the, the only weakness that I see right now is the possibilities if they get banged up. If, so, if yeah, somebody or, gets hurt. The, the rushing defense isn't great, but, you know, O.J. Simpson's not showing up on the other side of the line anytime soon, so – yeah, but Derek Henry. For a lot of reasons. But Derek, but Derek Henry is here before <laughs> yeah. too long. All right, so yeah, right, I got to right. know why, why do you think Houston's going to cover? Well, the Eagles this will be the sixth time in their history the Eagles are a, a road favorite of nine and a half points or more. Uh, they're three and two straight up in those games, which is not great. Zero oh and five against the spread. They have never covered as a road favorite of nine and a half more or more points. So uh, I want them to cover. I'll probably bet them to cover, but. In this day and age, I can see where they're easily covering in a backdoor touchdown yeah. or, you know, some prevent defense and a lot of kneel downs could end up making it, oh, I don't know, 28-16. And it's a bigger win than that. It doesn't seem like a 12-point win, um, except to the people that aren't going to pay me money if I bet them to cover. Hmm. That's right. All right. Hey, Boop, uh, give a shout-out to your platforms where people can find you besides Splits Bar and Grill. Yeah. Yeah, you can uh, find me on Twitter, at BoopStats. Um, I put a lot of stuff out every morning, stats, TV listings, some trivia questions and stuff. Um, you know, a lot of it depending on the night before. Hopefully we'll have some interesting stuff in the morning on tonight's Phillies games. I already got some Eagles stuff lined up, including the list of those games that they've been those road favorites of nine and a half or more points. So um, on Twitter, at BoopStats, I've got a website, BoopStats.com, that I put stuff up. For, uh, when you want to look at these lists or maybe print them out or whatever, you can always get me, direct message me or something, or just drive by here in Maple Shade, pop in, and the odds are I'm going to be here. So pop your head in and say hi. Check keeps doing it. I don't know. He's, he's about due for a visit. So I am due. I'm what's due. That, for what's the address there in Maple Shade? It's on Route 73 South in Maple Shade. Uh, it is across from the Lowe's. 
So if you're heading down 73 south from the Tycone or the Betsy Ross Bridge, you're going to hit it. Don't worry about it. All right, Boop. Appreciate it. Get back to that cold one before it's not a cold one. You got it. All right, bud. See you, Boop. We'll see you. All right, Chad. Hey, great guest tonight in Chris Wheeler, Mike Barnes. Of course, we had Boop. Who's coming to Philly Press Box Radio next week? Well, to be honest, Bill, I don't know. Still working on that. Uh, it's been a crazy week with the, the schedule changes and uh, whatnot. So I don't know, Bill. I'll get back to you on that. But I do want to mention uh, to our viewers and listeners about Philly sports trips. They've got it all working right now. They are, in fact, heading to Houston for tomorrow night's Eagles-Texans uh, game. And they're working on some contingencies for folks who might be sticking around for a potential Game 6 of the World Series. We hope they don't need it. Uh, they have also put together a weekend trip to Los Angeles for Saturday's Union LAFC MLS Cup game to decide that championship. Check the website for details on that. And, of course, uh, they go to all Eagles road games and even Philly spring training trips next year. So check the website for that. It is phillysportstrips.com. Once again, philliesportstrips.com. All right. Hey, Chet, the Union we're going to throw it out here again. They're in the MLS final Saturday afternoon, 4 p.m. against Los Angeles in Los Angeles, uh, although the Union are the home team. Could that be another Philly champion happening this week? Well, it certainly could happen, Bill, but, you know, L.A. is the betting favorite. I think it's minus 125 for good reason. It is at their stadium. They were the best team in the MLS this season, and they've never lost to the Union. They played to a 2-2 tie this year, but overall, L.A. is – 3-0-1 against the Union all time. So it's not going to be easy, but, I mean, you never know. I'll tell you, though, the, the crowd at Subaru Park was electric on Sunday night when the Union handed New York a 3-1 loss in the East Final. They did catch, a, a, you know, a little bit of that here and there, hoping the momentum stays with them, even though it's, you know, going to be out on the West Coast. And for those wondering, as you said, Bill, the game is at 4 o'clock Eastern time on Saturday, and it is on Fox. Boy, Fox is busy with sports coverage these days. And that's pretty much all I can tell you about it. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing the win. I, I'm not probably going to watch that game, but uh, I'd be excited for him to win and bring a championship back to Philadelphia. Yeah, we love titles. Maybe we can do like a joint parade, you know, the Phillies and the Union, same parade. Uh, I thought the title you was like Sir Chet or something like that kind of title. <laughs> what? No, 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 no. Sir Elton, Sir Chet. <laughs> you know. I'm still waiting for my uh, – crown you could be knighted yeah all right let's take another quick break thank our friends at the ppcc 118 raz room they post great sports memorabilia on their facebook page so people can take a chance of winning something they may not be able to afford or have access to all items come with certificates of authenticity they continue to run out great autograph memorabilia from all the philly teams and more check out their facebook page like it or follow it it's ppcc 118 raz room that's right, PPCC 118 Raz Room on Facebook. And I will tell you, Chet, right now there's a post up there with an Alec Baum, a JT Real Muto, and Aaron Nola frame photos up for Raz at the Raz Room as we speak. Interesting, Bill. Hey, All by right. the way, the, the 76ers are playing an early game tonight because of the Phillies in the World Series. They started at 6 o'clock. They've just started the fourth period at the Wells Fargo Center. Sixers down by a point to those Washington Wizards. And I know you're excited to know that Joel Embiid is not in the lineup for the third time in nine games this year. Well, it's, he, he's probably at the Phillies again. 
He is sick. He's got the flu, Bill. Cut the guy a break. <laughs> Quit picking ah. up. Hey, one other note uh, on the other side, on the flyer side, Chet, right now after just uh, after seven starts, Carter Hart is number one in goaltending statistics in the league right now. And with a 5-0-2 record, if they would score some stinking goals for the guy, uh, he's been lights out. And hopefully that continues. They're playing better. Sixers playing better, too. Uh, hopefully they can win this game tonight and uh, get above 500 before uh, somebody wants to pull the plug on them named Chesco. Yeah, they are really good. And uh, I'm talking about Tyrese Maxey and James Harden, the way they've been playing. And I think they are starting to get it together. And when Embiid gets back, you know, hopefully they can rattle off 10 or 12 wins in a row. And how about what's going on up in New Jersey? They fired their coach. Uh, fans are not happy about the guy who used to wear number 25 for the Sixers. He wears number 10 now and scores about six points a game. Things are not going so well up in Jersey. I saw he had his playoff uniform on already. <laughs> his playoff uniform. <laughs> right? He's in street clothes. It, it's not New Jersey anymore. It's Brooklyn, whatever. He, he was in street clothes. He's in his playoff uniform. Oh, no. <laughs> what a mess. Boy, am I glad I don't have to deal with that guy yeah. ever and say his name ever again come out of my lips. Hey, Bill, I do not have a parting shot tonight, but I do want to mention uh, a quick note that I mentioned during uh, the Irish Rover spot that WMMR's Preston and Steve all next week are doing their annual Camp Out for Hunger event. It's at Xfinity Live, a great lineup of shows every weekday morning next week, the 7th through the 11th. It is the 25th year now, 25th anniversary for Preston and Steve doing this. They started it back on Y100 in the late 90s, collecting food and donations for Phil Abundance. Stop by and donate. I will be there one of those mornings. So check it out. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger at Xfinity Live all next week. All right, Chet. Let's wrap it up so we can make 803. How's that? Yeah. Let's thank tonight's special guest. Chris Wheeler, Mike Barnes, Bob Vitrone Jr., our sponsors, the Iris Rover Station House, Bob Sullivan's LikeYourAge.com, PPCC 118 Raz Room, and Dave LaVoy of Allstate Insurance in Westchester, PA. For Jim Chachesco, this is Bill Furman. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll join Philly Press Box Radio next Wednesday, November 9th at 7 p.m. We'll still be talking about the Phillies in the World Series in the mm -hmm. middle of November. You can see us live on Facebook. Listen through our website, phillypressboxradio.com. On blogtalkradio.com slash Philly Press Box Radio, on Google Podcasts, as well as Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and all the others. I hope Philadelphia sports fans go Phillies, go Union, go Birds. I hope the end. I